0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another business breakthrough. In this episode, I sit down with Tony. He is a painting contractor in Canada. His big barrier right now isn't so much finding good people, it's actually getting rid of those that no longer serve the vision of the company. And I think a lot of us have been in this position very much including myself. So it was really cool to be able to uh, shed some light on some things that I wish someone had told me so he can move on and start hiring, empowering individuals in his business. So tune into this business breakthrough. I think you're gonna really enjoy it. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right. They're a slave to their own business, but the other side of the fence is so much greener. It's so much better. And that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time. And that's what contractor secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat. And that's what it's about so i'm excited i'm happy to have you here let's dive into the contractor secrets podcast all right what's going on everyone welcome to the business breakthrough i'm here with tony uh with berg painting in alberta canada uh courtesy of eric he is the founder and ceo of pathfinder marketing bringing another client over to jump in a business breakthrough tony welcome Um, you own a painting company. Now let's kind of dive into some of the details. What's going really well, and what's something that you wish would be going a little bit better?
1: Uh, What's going really well is we're, our sales and marketing process is really kicking into gear and it seems like we're doing a pretty good job. Great job, Eric. (laughs) Yep. Pathfinders kick, killing it. Um, uh, and then my current struggle would probably be like in a nutshell, um, team staff attracting a players and getting a good team going and
0: cool yeah. so so you can you can find the jobs you can sell the jobs but our our third uh head of the three-headed monster production is where um, we are not able to keep that momentum flowing is that correct yes and i would say it's
1: not a like huge issue it's just to meet the demand that's meet coming the demand.
0: yes yeah. absolutely so sales and marketing are pointless if you can't oh you know, make it happen. So let's talk about what your role is in the company. Are you painting? No. Good. So you're already ahead of the curve. So you figured out the secret. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Only when there's like
1: crazy essential, like last minute stuff. Yeah. And that's
0: great. That's a, that's a great thing. Sometimes the owner of the restaurant has to jump in the kitchen to to make things run smooth, but he doesn't, you know, clean the kitchen. He has someone doing that. And I love that. So you have a team now, how many employees do you have?
1: Two full-time, uh, just about to bring on a third.
0: Okay. Two full-time. Are they all-stars, the two full-timers, or are, is one an all-star, and one is one holding a, a spot for an all-star, or what does that look like?
1: Um, one's definitely an all-star, uh, and one is one is uh, growing.
0: He's growing. Now, is he yeah. growing in a positive momentum direction, or is he stable?
1: Uh, that's – Stable would be the, the word.
0: Leaning towards yeah. <laughs> stable. I could tell based on, because, you you know, an yeah. all-star doesn't have to be somebody that knows all facets oh. of the trade. An all-star to me is somebody mm-hmm. that comes to work every day and wants to learn and right. shows you that they're on a positive momentum. If he was in a positive momentum, you would have told me at two all-stars. Yep. So how much longer are you going to keep this guy um, before he becomes a bench warmer?
1: Well, I've I've been in a few conversations with him and say I'm saying look it doesn't really look like um painting is your passion. I want to help you find where your passion might be and so he's he's actively looking for other work and he's gotten a couple interviews so he may not be with us for another couple okay. of weeks or sort to of do. I
0: think that's nice of you to kind of facilitate that. Um you know, and I think that's great. And I think it's actually because you don't have really anyone else to plug in and it would actually hurt you more to let him go right now than it would to help you cuz If you let him go, now your, your best player is having to carry all the weight. Um, And I see now that you hired somebody proactively and now you're plugging them in. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Does the person that you hire have experience or are they uh, new or what does that look like?
1: Yeah. They, so I haven't, I I have three candidates been going through the interview process for the last uh, couple of weeks with the three of them and uh, they all have 15 plus years experience. Okay. Great. References so, and, yeah. so
0: out of the three, you're only hiring one.
1: Yeah. For now. Yep. Yeah.
0: For now. Okay. Would, what was the one thing that made the one individual get the job over the other three? Well, I'm
1: still, I haven't made a final decision yet. Oh, okay. So you have I'm, three individuals that
0: yeah. you're, you're canvassing and you have one spot open and you're okay. So yeah. Let me ask you this if you had three spots open, would it be an easy decision to hire all three of these guys? No, no, okay. I think I've
1: because two definitely rise, third one is a little bit like little
0: okay. So, if you had two spots open, would it be easy to bring on two guys?
1: Uh, when you say easy to bring on two guys, mean like mentally,
0: like like in terms of like, I like these guys, I I think that they're going to be great applicants. Um, so forget the third guy out of the three, I'm just talking about, are there two individuals out of this pool of three applicants that would make your team if there were two spots open? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. For what reason are you not creating a spot for this second individual? Why are you letting them walk freely out of the door?
1: Uh, mainly because I'm in that balance point between, um, uh, needing more production and also needing, uh, work. To supply so keep to keep busy, okay ongoing. are you a
0: fan are you a family man
1: no i'm not married no kids not nothing. married
0: okay so what is your motivation every day to go to work
1: uh freedom freedom. Time, freedom
0: time and freedom okay what have you learned so far about time and freedom when it comes to hiring
1: uh the wrong hire uh can really shoot you in the butt when it you're can, trying to and they could actually time.
0: jail you the opposite of freedom mm-hmm. But yep. good hires and more people free you even further, right? Because
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, you're in a position right now where you're one guy away from putting painters' pants on. That's not freedom. That's yep. that's that means that your employees actually have more power over your freedom than you do. Because if one guy decides that he's not coming to work, your business is in jeopardy, you're not free at all.
1: Yeah.
0: And and really what I'm trying to help you see is that, you know you are free because of great people. You have two great applicants and there's something stopping you from actually making two hires here, which is rare. Some people can't even find one good applicant and right. you have two in front of you and one is this close to being dismissed and maybe will work for someone else. So part of this business breakthrough is for me to give you a perspective. And I think that there's some confidence lacking here because you told me that mm-hmm. Eric is doing a great job of finding work for you yep. and bringing you leads. Okay. And all we're doing is, is thinking about adding one more individual and creating a team of three instead of a team of two, which are customary, right? So hmm. you've worked with a team of two, including when you probably painted yourself, right? For a long time. Yeah. Have you ever worked with a team of three?
1: Yeah. Like through the summer, I usually bring on up to four people. Beautiful. Time.
0: So you know what it looks like. You know, that yep. the process is smooth. You know, that it's faster. Let me ask you this. Let's talk hourly wage here. What's the top guy getting? Uh Twenty six. Okay, what's the middle guy getting? The person that you're you were planning on bringing on in replace of the bench warmer.
1: Uh well, the two guys that are letter that, that are they wouldn't essentially be a replacement for bench warmer. They would be a definitely a step up upgrade to him. So well, they would be starting about at- the
0: spot. I'm just talking about the spot. Yep. Okay, so what would they be getting paid? 25 each start. Yeah. Okay. So right now that's at $76 an hour. Okay for, for three individuals to work on the job. Okay. Now let me tell you the benefit of doing this that maybe you may not have thought of, right? So you have this all-star number one guy. Okay. This is the person that it's probably the person you call to check. Hey, is the customer happy? You do that yeah. frequently you guys communi- yeah. and he communicates with the customer. Yeah. Okay. So what we want to do, I call these guys unicorns, man. They're phenomenal individuals. They, they are great at what they do. They love what they do. This is a unicorn. You have one, it's a great unicorn, right? Picture it. And the great thing about this individual is that he's invested in your company as if it was his own. That's another great trait of this individual. Am I in line so far? Yep. So what you do when you put individuals underneath a person like that is that you give them a sense of pride that they have a team right? There's a difference between a partnership and a team. A partnership is with two painters on the job. That's like, Hey man, can you do that for me? Or Hey, when you get a chance to do that,
2: but Mm -hmm. when you have
0: two underneath an individual gives a sense of pride, Hey guys, we need to do that. We need to do that. Okay. So you're essentially rewarding this individual, this unicorn that I'm speaking of by giving him another person, even though yes, the costs might be a little bit higher, but you have to think of it like this. You're not bringing people on to be crew members, you're creating future leaders of your organization. So if you have three applicants right now that yes, will they assume the role of a painter? Of course, but what you're looking for are potential managers, because the way I view it is, if these individuals are as good as you say they are, you have three crew leaders, maybe even three potential unicorns that you will eventually staff individuals underneath. Does all that make sense? Oh yeah. But the moment you let that person walk away, out of scarcity mindset of I'm not going to have enough work. I can't afford it. You can certainly afford $76 an hour. It's only you know 100%. If you can't afford $76 an hour, we have a cash flow problem. We don't have a, mm. a lead and marketing problem because we all know that you can certainly afford my hourly rates. $100 an hour. I put four guys on every job. Every single job, four guys. So you need to get better at scheduling and making sure that the work mm. is prolonged enough. But yes. If you, if you divide the workload into three, it's 33%. Everyone's working 33% effort throughout the week. As opposed to right now, your best guy is carrying the team at 75, it sounds like, and the other guy's at 25% effort. So he's probably a little exhausted. And he's probably getting burnt out because he knows the other person's not into it. He's probably complaining yeah. to you about it, putting a little pressure on you to get someone Totally. Else. And that's well, the
1: reason I had the conversation because you're exactly right. It's he's, he's getting the whole, the whole culture of the workspace is getting dragged down and he's losing. He gets tired. He's there's too much right. babysitting happening. So,
0: so guess what? When you bring someone else, what is the initial reaction going to be? All right. I got to get this guy up to speed who are you bringing now, you know, and again, your freedom, that is your motivation. Your driving force for what you're doing is declining. But when mm. you bring in two guys, you can sit down with this gentleman who is exhausted. He's tired. Say, listen, my fault. I'm going to change the whole dynamic of this business today. And I want to reward you for your hard work and your loyalty for being alongside me throughout these ups and downs. I found two individuals, great applicants, that are going to work alongside you. From day one, they're going to know that you're the boss. You assign them tasks throughout the day, you oversee the project. You are now no longer crew leader, you are project manager. So you need to create that role in the company. You may even go as far as getting this guy a business card with project manager on it. So when he goes <laughs> to the customer, he hands it to them and, and they see project manager. We're just talking about just a little bit of pride and changing the morale. Because again, if you replace one for one, regardless of the skill level, yes, it's going he'll see that eventually. But again, he, now he, he's, he's back to 50, 50, where he should have been the whole time. Help him only give 33%. He'll be much happier. He'll go above and beyond for your customers more. You won't have to deal with anything at that point. You'll probably never have to go to the job again. Hmm. You know, so that would be my strategy. Again, only reason why I'm saying this is you told me you have two applicants that would, that would make the cut. Yep. You know, and if I came up to you and said, you know, would you be willing to trade $25 an hour, eight hours a day? So we're looking at a little under 200 bucks a day for the morale to go through the roof, for your best player to feel a sense of pride, and for your production to run smoother than it ever has, and for your freedom to be built, and for the potential to have three potential project managers that you're nurturing for 200 bucks a day, would you pay that? Yep. Yeah, I mean, yep. it, it makes sense.
1: Then, it, then the then the problem shifts to uh, production or like leads, leads and sales.
0: Yeah. Then Eric gets the heat. So Eric, you better step <laughs> up. Out. Yeah, it's funny. Three guys. You going to be able to handle that, dude?
2: Yeah. So me and Tony have talked about this a couple of times. And Tanner, this is why I definitely want to bring him on. Because me and Tony have talked about hiring and stuff. Because right now he's bottlenecked. We can't really increase ad spend because there's only so much we can do there. right? And you do a much better job of breaking down that situation, obviously, because you, you've done that. And I haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's what what's really cool, right? Tony has now been with us for what? Like six, seven months now? Something like that? October. He, Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, he's figured out how to make our system profitable, right? He knows what to expect. This isn't new anymore. He knows how to talk to these leads. He knows how to sell to these customers. So it's like, yeah, when we're ready, it's just a matter of increasing budgets. And it's just the same thing on a bigger scale, which is exciting and probably also a little scary to Tony, but it's, it's exciting.
0: Yeah, it is. And it's always going to be scary. I will mention this to you, Tony, I have nine employees right now. There's never been a time where I wasn't hesitant to add another person because I was worried that I wouldn't be able to have enough work for them. But I have the investor mindset, as opposed to the employee mindset. The employee mindset says, if I spend this money, I won't get it back the investor mindset says, I'm going to invest this money for a greater return one day. And ultimately what that is could be intangible. It doesn't always have to be a financial return. The intangible is your driving force is freedom. Freedom is, 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 is essentially, you know, there's no dollar amount you can put on not having to go to the jobs. You know, I mean, to, to, to be able to do what you want during the day. I don't know if you write or you read or you, you know, fly kites, whatever you want to do. That's the beauty of owning a business. But again, you're in the red zone here. I think you have a huge opportunity right now that you may not get again for a long time, my friend, where there's two individuals that you really like that seem to be interested in working for you in a labor market that is depleted in Canada that you probably wouldn't have otherwise had an opportunity to hire. Stars are aligning for you, man, and it's up to you to be creative and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do it. And I trust Eric to bring me the business. That's no problem. It's going to be a little bit different of a dynamic to keep three guys busy. I'm going to have to narrow down my numbers and find out what my costs are. You can certainly raise your prices if you want because you're going to say, hey, customer, we're bringing three guys to the job. You know how much of a difference that's going to be if the other guy says him and another person are going to come painting the owner of the company. And it's just that weird dynamic. So there's so many benefits here, my friend. Um, And it's just a matter of you seeing them.
1: Yep. Yep. No, I'm definitely catching it. It's always, it's always the, the nervous, uh, jump for it. Yeah.
0: When you, when, let me ask you this kind of want to backtrack when you started your business, were you working somewhere else or how did this happen?
1: Uh, well, yeah, I was, so I was working at a company building prefab steel structures. Uh, and then we got a contract to put tin on a hanger and we did that project. And then when that project ended, I wasn't working and that's when I started.
0: Okay. So was it scary?
1: Uh, yes.
0: Yeah. You had security and stability and all this stuff. If that was a level 10 scary, bringing on one more person to your already moving system with a marketer who's going to bring you leads where you don't have to go knock on doors or generate your own business. That's a 0.25 scary, you know? Right. And, and really the reality of the situation Every time that I brought somebody good in and I knew they were good, I'm like, man, I want to keep this guy. And the mm-hmm. only way to keep good employees is what? Give them work. That's it. Make sure they have work. That's the only thing you got to do, <laughs> bro. That is it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, you already got that automated. It's just a matter of having the confidence and the faith that this plan is going to come to fruition. I'm huge about building people up. And if I see leader in somebody... I build them up to be a leader. And guess what? My three managers right now never managed anything in their life. And guess what? I, I, have, I don't go to jobs. Okay? They're, they're great. I built them into that. And that is what I believe. And what do I do? I put teams under them so they have a sense of ownership in my business. I want them to feel when they go to work every day, there's people looking at them for instruction that does something to a man of, of, of stature. It's like when they go home to their wife, and their children, you know, they, they have a sense of pride. They're the boss. And you can create that in your business. It's an amazing, you know, phenomenon. You know, you're, you have an ability through your business, your idea, your brand to, to give someone an opportunity to, to level up from the norm, right? But again, you hire one person, your best person, the person that is actually the key to your freedom is going to just be, meh, you know, all right, another person I got to train. You bring in two people and create an experience out of that, you say, hey, I'm doing this for you. It's going to cost me a little bit, but I'm doing this because I want you to have a lighter workload. I want you to go back to enjoying the art of painting, which I know you take pride in because you mentioned it. That is one of the reasons why this other individual is, you know, you're, you're helping him out. Let's talk yeah. about that person. Okay. And I know this, this might be hard for you. The faster he's gone, the easier it's going to be for you to move forward with the people that are waiting Yeah. No, totally, totally. There's no hesitancy. I know you're trying to do the good thing and the nice thing. You're enabling. He's not as motivated to find a job as you want him to be because he knows that he's comfortable. You think that that guy right now is emailing employers?
1: Well, yeah, he he has interviews. I know that. I know he's got interviews lined 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 up. Yeah.
0: Okay, and he's still working on your jobs? Yep. How good is that for the environment? Yep it's not it's good. Well, no, it's, I
1: mean, well, it's good as far as, as like he's moving forward with recognizing I, I what he's meant to do. And
0: I understand that for me though. And, and I'm just saying, maybe it's different in Canada. I don't know how it is. You don't really owe that to him because if, if he were a really good, you know, a, you know, contributor to your business, he wouldn't be causing the person who he's working with to feel overwhelmed and stressed out and feeling that, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he could be ready to quit. You don't know that you know, because of the individual that you're helping and you're guiding him through this process of finding another job, you need to cut the ties and say, Hey man, thank you. I have somebody else and I'm I'm moving in here. And I think that that should, the quicker you do that, the better, because he's going to have interviews and it might take him a couple of weeks to get somebody to hire him. He's not an all-star applicant. So what is he going to get? I mean, if he's not doing well with you, what do you think other employers are seeing out of this person? Yep. I mean, you're at the mercy of whether other employers see something good in him, which is probably going to be a fabrication of his character because he wants to get the job and he knows it. That's just my perspective. I could be completely mm-hmm. off here. Am I far off?
1: Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, a little bit, but like, I, I, see, I see what you're saying, totally.
0: What I'm saying, I'm just coming from a business owner's perspective yeah. is that he's holding a spot that you could be placing somebody in today mm-hmm. And you're not right. doing it, which is prolonging your ultimate goal. The person who took all the risk to start the business, you, yep. your, your freedom is on hold because you're waiting for someone that doesn't deserve your kindness right now hmm. for how he's treated your business. That's all I'm saying. The longer right. you wait, the longer the opportunity of the individuals that you're, they're waiting to hear from you for whatever reason They're going to get snagged by somebody else. If they're that good of applicants, you know, they're not loyal to you yet because you're not loyal to them. So if you have two solid applicants, my suggestion to you is whether you take it or not, I don't know you and I don't want to offend you. And maybe you're not uncomfortable with all this stuff. I want you to succeed. Mm. I've done this. I'm not, I'm not being braggadocious. I've been through employees. They don't care. The guy who you're helping is caring only about himself and you need to take care of your business or you're going to be back painting and that person that's helping you build your business is stressed out, what I would do today is fire the individual and hire the two individuals. That's it. Take massive action.
2: Can I chime in on that real yeah. quick? Because um, I know I know you know, Tony, like I'm huge on, on mindset and I know you are too and just approaching things with the right thought process. One thing I was actually talking about with my brother the other day who owns a bunch of real estate, real estate investor is that sometimes like what feels like you're doing something that may not be, that may not help that person, you may actually be helping them, right? Like we're actually in the process of hiring a couple people for stuff. Um, and I have a friend that's one to work with us forever. He's one to work with us. And I had to tell him like, look, man, I'm sorry. Like you're just, take the whole friends and business aside thing. Like you are just not the right fit for this role. But it's like sometimes that really tough love actually then puts, puts them on the better path right? Like, yeah. Saying, and I agree. Hey, man, I'm sorry, we got let that. you go. Might love that. get him in the right spot faster. hundred percent. Not feel like it, but maybe in his best interest.
0: And he might actually say, uh Oh, I actually really need to step my game up because he's going into that next job. The same person he is with you. How does that help him? But if you let him go, then he might say, you know what? I have some character things I need to deal with. And he'll maybe step up and be a better individual for the next employer. But again, that's up to you to to release. And yes, you might have jobs going on. You might, but you, remember what I said, I'm giving you the strategy to make the morale go through the roof is you connecting with your unicorn and saying, Hey, I'm bringing in two individuals here. We let him go. He's going to have a sigh of relief that you made the decision to, to sever the relationship and then bring in two people. So that is my strategy. And, and and you could take it, or you could at least give you some, some food for thought of how to approach it, but you have a golden opportunity here to make it happen. Right.
1: Yep. Yeah, that was good advice.
0: So I hope uh, I hope that was helpful, man. And I'd love to maybe yep. hear some feedback from you in the future. And, and, and uh, I, I look forward to maybe recapping. Did you have any outstanding questions? Was, was that was that helpful?
1: Yeah, no, it was helpful for sure. Um, yeah, it's I mean, it's obvious. It's just like with most things in business, it's not rocket science. It's just it's just pulling the trigger and and taking action.
0: You know, I know you, you probably care about people based off of what you said to me. I'm the same way, man. I, I, it's, it's a hard thing to do. It, It takes practice. And, and, you know, I think it's a nice thing that you're doing by giving this person the ability with how Canada is with work right now you're probably thinking this guy has a family to feed and, or whatever the case is, and you're ultimately responsible. You hired him, maybe you didn't vet him enough to see, is all that like in line with kind of your feeling to where why you're investing and helping him before you let him go? Yeah, I mean, I definitely
1: vetted him. He worked for his dad, called him. He worked for another painting company, called them, uh, did three interviews with him before hiring him.
0: Nice. So uh, but like you're saying, you
1: can, you can can you can always like manufacture a presentation of yourself. For, for a month, two months, three months. And then and then you sometimes don't see the changes or the true character comes through yeah. to life at that point. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's Edmonton has a 17% unemployment rate right now. And so it's, it's a little crazy.
0: It's a little crazy, but guess what, man? You know, unfortunately, as the business owner, it's either him or you. And you're responsible for another family besides him. You have the guy who's holding down the fort. Um, so you just gotta, you know, weigh it out, man. It's going to suck. It always sucks letting people go, man. I've never had a good day Mm. when I fired somebody. Trust Mm. me. I'm not that type of person, but as I've grown mature in owning a business, I realized it's for the betterment of everyone, um, that I make this decision. And you can see the sigh of relief when you do it of the people that are really invested. Like, Oh, thank God. Like, You know, like, cause they don't want to lose their job and they don't want to see someone lose their job, but that's what you signed up for as a business owner is to make the toughest decisions. You're the, the buck stops with you. Um, and that's going to ultimately define your success based off of those decisions that you make. So that was the point of our conversation was to just give you a perspective of a different type of decision-making process. One that I would take, even though it's tough, you have two great applicants let Eric send you leads and, and knock out those jobs, man. So hopefully uh, you got something out of this, man. That was the business breakthrough. I appreciate your time, man. Yeah, no, it was great. Super helpful. Awesome. Thanks, Tanner. Awesome. Hey, I just want to take a second to thank you for joining me here on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Um, I'm just going to take this opportunity to let you know that my passion is coaching people, helping people. Um, I've changed my Instagram name to at Contractor Coach. And I did that because that is my passion. I want to help you, so please, reach out to me. If you have an issue going on in your business, send me an email, find me on Instagram, message me, and let's do a breakthrough session. I want to work through your problems in your business to help you get to that next level. And, and one thing that I always say is this, you know, the difference between those that get over the humps and the hurdles in business is just a change in perspective. And that's what I plan to offer you. So, Get with me, message me, allow me to help you take your business to the next level.